Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome back to Wellness with Lizelle. Now, many of you will have heard the first part of our pelvic health series where we were joined by the brilliant Dr. Rebecca Lewis to talk about vaginal dryness. And we were particularly interested to discover while chatting to Rebecca that there are so many other areas of pelvic health influenced by the menopause, including recurring UTIs. And so with that in mind and much more, believe me, we are so delighted to welcome back Dr. Louise Newson, menopause specialist and founder of the Newson Health Menopause Clinic in Stratford-upon-Avon for part two in our special pelvic health series. Welcome back, Louise. Thank you. Thanks I think you've been our, our, well, you've been our most popular guest. So you have sat on that sofa next to me many times and we've obviously covered so much Mm. in the past about menopause and we communicate almost daily, I think, on Instagram. It's fantastic. You're the first thing I see normally in the morning when I switch my phone on. I have a look and see what menopause doctor is is posting. And so many myths that we're able to bust and fears that we can dispel, which is, is so great. And what I was really interested in chatting to you about today was really following on from the whole area of pelvic health and we you know as I said in in the introduction we discussed at length vaginal dryness Mm, with Rebecca Lewis and that was so fascinating Mm. and if you haven't heard it um, dear listener do please take a listen because it's quite revelationary actually of every ages Um, but when we look at UTIs, a UTI is a urinary tract infection Indeed, and I can remember getting these you know particularly as in my mid to late 40s and nobody ever linked that with me with perimenopause. Yes, yeah. I mean, so what's going yeah. on there? Why? Why should that? You know, things like cystitis is cystitis the same as a UTI? Talk us well, through how yeah, it works. Well, yeah. So a urinary tract infection means that usually you've got a bacterial infection, so a bug, a bacteria that's causing the infection. Cystitis just means inflammation of the urinary tract. So you can get cystitis because of trauma, because of um, being dehydrated. So it doesn't have to be an infection. So cystitis is more a symptom, whereas you tract infection is more of a diagnosis so you might start off with cystitis and it could develop into yeah definitely so a lot of people have self-limiting cystitis so most women over the course of their lifetime would have had an episode where they're going to the toilet a bit more frequently it's a bit uncomfortable Mm, and then it goes yes that's right and then it can go by by itself it doesn't always need antibiotics especially if women are young otherwise fit and healthy so So drinking lots of water can just flush out any little bugs that would otherwise might maybe take a hold Mm -hmm. But as you heard with Rebecca, 
when your estrogen levels are low it affects your your um, urinary tract as well as your vagina because we've got receptors for these cells and estrogen in parts of our bladder so then they're more prone to having mm. an infection because the bugs can take a hold more. Right. If you've got a healthy, thick you know, lining, yep. it's easy to flush them out. Whereas when it's thin, they're more likely to get a hold. So rather than a self-limiting cystitis, it can mm. cause an infection. And classically, women then get recurrent infections. So I see, I've seen hundreds of women over the years who've been back and forth to their GPs um, with symptoms, sometimes showing it when we send them off for a sample, they've got an infection, mm. sometimes not. Um, but it, it's really disabling. You know, you can't oh, yeah. go out, can you? You're constantly looking, where's the toilet? And yeah. it's, it's sore, it's And painful. agony. I mean, you can start really, passing blood. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so, really not a nice thing. And, and then it can travel up into well. the kidneys, can't it? Can. Left, and then it gets pyelonephritis, which is really serious. So, um, but a lot of people still don't think. I mean, con obviously, I'm constantly thinking about the menopause. Yes, because that's what <laughs> you that's do. What I do. <laughs> but for a lot of doctors, you know, when it's one one problem, one consultation, five yeah. minute or ten sure. minute appointment, you focus on that part of which you know is fine. But actually, we need to think, take a step back. Mm. Is this person perimenopausal, menopausal? Or postmenopausal, you know, we know the vast majority of women have vaginal dryness. Probably more than seventy percent. It's huge. Gosh. And that's so, what from sort of mid forties, would you say, when estrogen yeah, declines? Yeah, when it's when it starts declining, and as you know, perimenopause it doesn't just drop. It, it, it you know, you have sometimes when it's lower, yeah, other times when you're better. Um, Certainly elderly women have a lot of urinary symptoms and it's it's very easy to treat. You don't always have to give them antibiotics. So yeah. um, having some local oestrogen like we give for vaginal dryness can actually help the urinary symptoms mm. as well. Because you don't have to take it to full-blown HRT if you don't want no, to or, no, or you can't. You can no, have it localised, can't you? can have it locally you? and that's very different to HRT. So okay. vaginal oestrogen, which can be given as a pessary, like a tiny little tablet you insert into the vagina, or there's creams, or there's a ring that lasts for three months that, that oh, can really? be inserted. And I've heard that can be really helpful for very elderly or, or ladies yes. in care homes, for yeah, example, definitely. who are yes. you know, quite immobile and, yeah. and who really suffer with this. Yes, I mean, I've certainly, the ring is, is really good. I've used it a lot for women who've got dementia, for example. Mm. And a lot of women don't want to fertile down below, do they? Insert right. something twice a week. Yeah. Whereas the ring, I've, as a doctor, have inserted it into women. And then often they, they sleep better than not getting up in the night to go to the toilet sure. so if they've got dementia they're often less confused because they're sleeping better and the carers are sleeping better Gosh. so it's not just the cystitis but it's the increased frequency yeah. that people often get you know mm. most women sort of almost expect to get up two three times a night to go to yeah. the toilet but but as we know i mean the, the impact and importance of a good night's sleep oh, you can't huge. underestimate no, it can it's you huge. and we know from research that if you don't sleep properly it's an increased risk of metabolic syndrome diabetes high blood pressure depression yeah, yeah. you know sleep is really important yeah. and, I, i'm often yeah. asked actually when i'm interviewed about well-being or mm. you know what you know what, what's my best tip uh, and it is fundamentally sleep yes. and even on a business level and i've yeah. done interviews on you know being a brown founder and entrepreneur mm. and they say you know what's you know what are the key things that you must have and i said you've got to have good sleep because you can't make good decisions no. whether that's about your family life or, or business boardroom no, decisions if you all. haven't had a good no, night's sleep and, so. and um you know it's it is really important and there are so many 
many things we can do to help our sleep. Mm. But actually, if your bladder's irritated and you're getting up sure. two or three hours, you can't do anything um, with part of your well-being lifestyle, but you can with having very simple local treatments. Mm. And so oestrogen is obviously mm. key, and that's something to, to bear in mind. What about other things that we have... I mean, I grew up on being told that we should be drinking cranberry juice. Yes, yeah, so yes. I mean, there's... there's, there's different evidence about it bit of evidence but mostly it's cranberry supplements so more of a concentrated capsule as opposed to having just cranberry juice because it's quite dilute but but again and high in sugar yes so, so you're better off just drinking loads of water to be honest right loads of water but maybe a supplement yeah maybe that, that but help. i think if you're getting to the stage where you're worrying about that then you should really make sure you haven't mm. got an infection fine i know we don't want to be giving unnecessary antibiotics yeah. but sometimes we've sort of gone the other way and people are so resistant to giving mm. antibiotics is it always the same bacteria that's causing it no there's different and now we've got resistance so one of the go-to antibiotics certainly when i was in training was trimethoprim yes i'm sure you've heard of that. yes yeah. Whereas now there's about 70% resistance. So no. I would never give give trimethoprim first line. Um, so you just have to be careful what you give. Yeah. Also, if women are otherwise fit and well, you can often get away with a, a, a three-day course of antibiotics. Really? It doesn't have to be a seven-day course. Because so, there was a very interesting yeah. study that came out recently showing that you don't have to finish the course. I mean, that was quite yeah, controversial, wasn't it? Yeah, you have to be really it? careful about that. Yeah. But, um, but certainly if you've just got local symptoms of cystitis mm. and you're otherwise fit and well, mm -hmm. most women can get away with three days which is, is it good. e coli that's causing e coli is still the commonest but it's more resistant to how it used to be you is know it? 20 years ago just because they're all changing with with resistance antibiotics so. what about using things like plain live yogurt yeah. as, a, as a salve can you use that as a pessary or I think, as a douche well, that can do some soothing yeah um, certainly if someone's got symptoms related to vaginal dryness or thrush type symptoms mm. but for urinary symptoms it's less likely right. to have an effect some of the vaginal moisturizers that you talked about yeah, with rebecca gel, before yeah. um yeah and yes and silk or other ones yep. they can sometimes bring more moisture into that area mm -hmm. they're not licensed to be given for urinary symptoms but some women find that they can help yeah, um, that would certainly make sense yeah. and i've also in the past found um d-manose very helpful yes. and so, that's a, a, a form of sugar isn't it yes and so that can be taken as a supplement mm -hmm. and it stops the bacteria sort of getting into the cells so they sort of if you like slide off the lining of the urinary tract so they yeah. don't take a hold it's also with sticky so, platelets or yeah, something it's, isn't it's it the sticky cells yeah and some people find which they should be anyway you know low sugar diet less processed yes. food less alcohol mm. can really make a difference as well mm. so it's also you know sex if people are having sex they're not emptying their bladder after sex that can be a cause because you've um, got some residual urine there and um, so we often recommend people to have a wee after having intercourse really um and that can be and um, that would be if you use a condom would yes. that still be the case it's not to do with yes, sperm no, it's not to do with the sperm it's it's often just because you know, with penetrative sex, there's some irritation, isn't there? There's friction. Right. Any bug? We've all got bugs. We've got yeah. bugs everywhere. Yeah. We? We've got, um, you know, more in our mouths than our vaginas, but our vaginas right. do have... So if you can imagine during sex, you can get some of these bugs around. So if you can flush them out with a quick wee... They're less, really? like, less likely to have take a hold. And yeah. how long would you? I mean, have you literally got to get up and no, run to the loo? No. <laughs> how long <laughs> you have we can got? Wait before? A bit. <laughs> but certainly before you go to sleep, okay. it's worth. It's a real pain, but it is worth. It's worth certainly for those that. women who hmm. are prone. Um, and sometimes we actually give people an antibiotic. It, it's called postcoital. You know, after sex, have the antibiotic, and you can get away with having one then, really? as opposed to having a long course, which is better.
uh, when you think about antibiotic resistance Gosh. as well. So, so if you were prone, yes, you could yeah. have just take one what after each time you have sex yeah would... so it's that so-called honeymoon cystitis isn't it you know there's a reason it's called Gosh, that so yeah. people often know that you know um, that's what's going and to it's, happen. it's better to have them to hand rather than trying to find a doctor and it's invariably at a weekend or a bank yeah if you know you're going away or you're traveling yeah, somewhere remote have, maybe yes Gosh, so, that's really interesting. Mm. And you mentioned um, just now thrush. Yes. So what's the difference and the causes between, say, cystitis and thrush? Because I know some women do get, get muddled. Yeah, so thrush is an infection by candida, um, which occurs in the vagina, but it can lead to some urinary symptoms as well. There's lots of people that think they have thrush when they don't. What do they um, have? So whilst a lot of the time it's just vaginal dryness. Right, okay. um, Sometimes it can be bacterial vaginosis or other even sexually transmitted infections but because thrush is almost more accepted to talk about and we yes. know more about thrush I see so many women who tell me they've got thrush and it's not worked the treatment's not helped right. and then I say well how is it diagnosed oh well I just you know I just said I just I've got thrush <laughs> or they'll say oh I had a swab well did you ever get the results from your doctor oh no and then when they phone up the results are fine so so what will a swab you, test for a swab will look for the actual candida for candida so the actual um, and that's a micro it's, it's, a, yes, it's a fungus is. isn't it yes so they'll have a look and they'll say often whether it's a heavy or light growth and then mm -hmm. you know that it's fine to have treatment um, but you don't want to take unnecessary treatment because that would be an antifungal it is an antifungal yes which can be taken either systemically as a tablet mm -hmm. or obviously inserted as a pessary or a, a cream. And how effective is it? So it's good if you've got thrush. If you've got thrush, <laughs> yeah. it works. Okay. But some people then get recurrent thrush. Yeah. Um, and those people, it can be very hard sometimes to treat. Sometimes it can be more common if people are anemic, so you have to look at their iron levels, look mm -hmm. at their diet, obviously. Yeah. Um, and some people then have these antifungal treatments frequently, so every three months. So, um, and that can keep it at bay. Mm. And gut health, obviously, it's one so of my important. passions, yes. is, is yeah, really totally. good. I know a lot of people yeah. who've you know been really helped by yes. having probiotics. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's certainly, if those people are having regular antibiotics, yeah. you should certainly think about yeah. probiotics it's, yeah. and prebiotics as well. It's really important. Mm. And, and Candida, I remember you know when I was first writing about health and beauty, you know, starting off 30 years ago, there were these anti-Candida diet mm. books, which were all very much low sugar. Yes, yeah. Or no sugar. Yeah. So presumably that's sort of feeding... Yeah, the overgrowth, I mean, there's of... little research, it's hard to know, but it makes yeah. sense, doesn't it, yeah. to be really careful. And, um, you know, anything that's going to improve our flora generally, mm. you know, including our vaginas, it's got to be yes. good, doesn't it? So, yeah. I just love the way that we can sit here now and just <laughs> be talking really normally about vaginas. And it's just, it's just we've been doing it now for, for so many episodes that it just sort of, you know, it rolls off the tongue, as it were. So you, you mentioned bacterial vaginosis. Yes. So is that an extreme form of thrush or is that no, something completely... Different. No, it's a different Okay, bug. so what, what are we um, talking about here? So, and that isn't a sexually transmitted infection. It's we Because we've all got bugs in our vaginas, mm -hmm. and sometimes you can get an overgrowth of a certain type, and so that can cause this bacterial vaginosis. And what's the symptoms? Um, similar to thrush, people can get some itching, soreness, mm -hmm. discomfort, maybe some discharge. Um, it's quite hard sometimes to diagnose by a swab. It's quite, you have to have 
certain medium and they have to go to the lab quite quickly. So sometimes we'll diagnose it by examining a person. And, and those women, often you can give antibiotics vaginally rather than systemically, mm. which again is better for our whole bodies and systems yeah, as well. Just um, and then there are place. some other treatments that you can use. Again, it's, it's about looking at the pH, the acidity of the, um, the vagina, which changes mm. as we get older as well. So, Does it? Yeah. Does our vagina... Yeah. It does. Flora change, yes, the pH. Yeah. So should we be more aware of what we're using in, in baths? In shower well, do you know what? We things? shouldn't be washing. We don't wash our mouth out, do we? We clean our teeth, but we don't use soap. We shouldn't be washing you out know, our that's vaginas. that's so true. I never yeah. even thought about no. that. It's, it's very interesting because you look at the Italians, for example. They all douche, don't they? Yes. But they have their bidets and it's quite different to us. We've got a shower. You don't want to be showering up there or... Do you lots not? of water up there. You should, no, because it, it naturally cleans. You can clean Does outside, it? but well, you don't want to be... after sex, then, would you not? I mean... No, not. You shouldn't be using... So, you certainly shouldn't be using... There's a, quite a move, isn't there, for having all these intimate cleansers. Yes, and I've seen them. Yeah, that's what reminded me and when you, you were talking about the pH. you don't want to be using that. You don't? No, absolutely not. Even these scented products sure. and, or even scented panty liners, yeah. no, they can all cause irritation. So best just to use nothing. A bit of... Yeah, just a bit Just of, water, but on the outside. On the outside. Nothing, no, nothing no showers inside. up there. No shower nozzles, nothing. Nothing. Okay, right, note to self, yeah, no, fine. Now, that is really interesting because you, you're you right. You yeah. know, I, I wouldn't put shower yeah. gel inside my mouth. No. Or up so, your nostril. Or, or up, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I think we're just so paranoid, aren't we, about being clean yes, and about being hygienic. Yes, and it's hygienic gone the other way, isn't it? And, smelling you know, fragrant and fresh. Even, and, you know, with children, washing your hands before a meal, well, actually, there's a bit of evidence having a bit of... You know, yeah. a few uh, bugs on your hands is good for your gut microbes and everything sure. else. Yeah, so we can be too clean. You can be too clean, and it's, it's just that balance, yeah, isn't it? Totally, totally. You know, trying to get that right. Yeah. Now, I was fascinated to read that the rise in sexually transmitted diseases yes. is on the yes. increase. Yes, yeah. You know, for the, the over 50s. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so, well, you know, why, why is this? Well, it's Are a there new more stage. bugs around? Well, or? No, I think it's a new stage of life, isn't it, for some women? Um, mm. And, you know, it's good that people have sex and it's I think maybe I don't know when I was young growing up the thought of my grandparents having sex they were in separate beds for a start you know yeah. people didn't yeah. and people are more sexually active you know Viagra's got a lot to answer for Has hasn't it? it you know yeah, all these men so. who were impotent before impotence is very has it's always common it affects a lot of men what proportion um, of men are affected it's very hard to know but I would say right. at least 20% really and That's then one in five, um, yeah and low lot. testosterone in men is a big problem you know, or we know that women who are, uh, sorry, men who are overweight, that sort of beer belly, mm. they'll often have low testosterone levels. Will they? Um, yes. And then... Is it anything to do with hair loss? You know, that old wives' tale uh, of sort of, really. you know, if you've got no hair, you've no. got plenty of sex yeah. drive. No, is it, really, that's no. not linked. No, but okay. it, it is linked with your body happiness. So so men who are overweight usually will have low What's testosterone. Happiness? The way you, your body looks. So, oh, okay. yeah. So then if you've got low testosterone, you're more likely to have erection problems as well. Mm. So so now we're, we're better. There's still a, there's still not enough men treated, but more men mm. are treated. It's, you can buy Viagra over the counter now, can't you? So really, it's you easier for men it. to yeah. think about sex. So then the women have to sort of catch Does up. Does Viagra so. work for women? It's what interesting, if, if there's, the some, there's it. quite a lot of research actually looking at Viagra and some of the other um, same family of drugs because, mm. as you might know, they were actually used for heart disease and this is when they were given for trials for men with heart disease um, 
they're all getting erections and thinking it's great. So then they went. <laughs> um, but it's almost like the new aspirin. So it reduces nitric, nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator. It makes the blood vessels um, wider so the blood can flow through. So it's a healthy it can, thing yeah, to take. So I mean, do you think guys should be taking Viagra all well, the time? Well, there's now a move to have a lower dose all the time. Um, and there's more and more research for men and actually for women as well. Um, That's going to be a hard have, sell, I have a feeling well no? I don't think so actually with time because the more you read the evidence the mm. more you think actually it makes sense mm -hmm. um, and everyone we used to prescribe aspirin all the time for prevention of heart disease and now we've obviously we know the risks with bleeding and stroke so we don't use it as much mm -hmm. um, so Cialis and, and Viagra these types of drugs don't have the same mm. problems risks but they have lots of benefits mm. so what about testosterone for women yeah can yes. we talk about that? We can talk about it. So you can get it, can't you, from yes. your doctor? But well, it's, you, you have know, to have a. It's a big so fight, a big struggle. It's an interesting hormone, isn't it? Because we all know it's a male hormone. Yes. So why why but, would a menopausal woman so why even would we, want to take testosterone? It's quite scary thinking about testosterone yeah. for women. But testosterone is produced by our ovaries. Um, it's also produced elsewhere in our body. But as our um, ovaries reduce in function, then our testosterone levels decline. Um, but we know that some women don't miss testosterone, but some other women do. And testosterone, we have testosterone receptors in cells all over our body, so in our brains, and it can be quite important in our brains. So testosterone can help with libido, but it can also help with mood, energy, concentration, mm. that sort of joie de vie that can come back. Yeah, when a lot of people talk about having clearer thoughts and, totally, and, and better memory. Yeah. It's been really well researched. Lots of studies in women. It's good for bone health. It's good for muscle really? health. It's yeah, it's good for stamina. Can help with sleep. Can help with skin. Can help with vaginal mm. dryness. It, it is right. You know, well, I mean, um, if we're making it in our ovaries, then it's obviously clearly. Yeah something that as younger women women yes that's have. right and and it's a big big debate is it a menopause thing or is it an age thing that it gets older and it, it doesn't really matter it reduces as we get older mm. and the problem with testosterone as you know we don't have a licensed preparation for women in the uk so why is for that men. do you know it's because women's health isn't a priority i think it's because we used to have um a patch that we we could prescribe and mm. then that stopped um in the past we've always used the men's licensed Product, but there's no health risk doses. with it. No, so and then a they, drug they didn't that's stop not, it because it's no, not at all. And dangerous. something that's not licensed doesn't mean it's not safe. We use a lot of unlicensed medication. For example, if someone's pregnant or with children, what would you use? They don't have the license. Then? So, for example, um, omeprazole. You know the reflux medication. We use it a lot in babies. It's not actually licensed. Right. A lot of antihistamines, anti-sickness in pregnant ladies isn't licensed, but we know it's safe. Mm. So there's, you know, you have to be careful. Yeah. There's a difference between regulated and having the evidence mm -hmm. and licensed. Um, so I tend to prescribe a testosterone cream that is licensed for women in Western Australia. So it's tried, tested, regulated. I know mm -hmm. what it is. It's yeah. made properly. Um, and we just get it imported over here. But that's only privately. And it's, yeah, you, yes, it is. So on the NHS, you can still prescribe some of the male testosterone for women. And it's a lot lower doses. And, right. you know, it's quite safe. We, yeah. I do levels, blood levels beforehand. Mm -hmm. We do blood levels three to four weeks after. And then every six months, mm. women should have their blood levels done. So all you're doing is replacing that very small bit that's declined yeah. you're not going to grow a beard or turn into a man right. unless you, have you a use it voice. and it's even known right so um 
And a lot of women find it really makes a difference. It yeah. can be the sort of icing on the cake almost. They feel mm. better with oestrogen and then quite a lot better with testosterone. Um, it can take a few months to work. So mm -hmm. we often in, in our clinic say, try it for six months, see yeah. how you feel. You yeah. know, it's all about choice, isn't it, Liz? You know, everything totally. we do is about choice. And it's individual. Um, I think that's the one thing yeah, I've learned from you totally. over the years that, that we've known each other is there is no one size fits all. No, and everyone's different. And some yeah. women, you know, they don't want to try it. Some women are gagging to try it. Some yeah. women don't need it. I see a lot of yeah. women who have oestrogen, they have a low testosterone on their blood test, but then they come back and they tell me they're fine, their libido's mm. better, their energy's better. Right. So I wouldn't the just and... give them, yeah, and so then I wouldn't give them testosterone. So, um, it's, but it, what's frustrating is it's not freely available on the yeah. NHS. Um, but you could, if you had the right GP and you persevered and yes. you knew your, your facts and you had symptoms. Yeah, but it, a lot of GPs, could. the problem is I didn't get any educating education about menopause as an undergraduate, as a postgraduate, so which is shocking. So, and you are not of, an old doctor, oh, you know. No, but but so people sit in my clinic and say, "Well, I've, I've prescribed HRT for years, but I don't know about testosterone." And so I'm in the process. We're updating the British Society of Sexual Medicine guidelines on testosterone use for women mm. um, because it's given people confidence. Yeah. So the more we can show, it's you know, it's in Western Australia. It's going. They're yeah. putting the license for the whole of Australia. Right. You know, the Australians are no different yeah. anatomically you know yes. than us yes so um it, that's giving people confidence but i think we just need to give more healthcare professionals mm. confidence mm. because you know i i take it i only use a very small amount actually probably half the recommended dose but mm. i couldn't work as hard as i do without it yeah. you know it, it just clears my brain yeah a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
What about DHEA? Yes, Can so DHEA is a is precursor DHEA? for testosterone. Um, and there's different ways. So certainly in America, they use it a lot as a part of this bioidentical HRT, which is not licensed, not regulated. But it can go to other things as well as testosterone. So it's weaker, so you need more of it. Mm. And then um, because it can be metabolised to other substances, you don't quite know the effect it's having on the body. Right. So your I think, well, not just me, but experts think, mm. it's far better to have the pure testosterone because yeah. you know what it's doing. Yeah. There is a DHEA preparation that's coming out later um, next year in 2019, um, which is a vaginal preparation which will help with vaginal dryness and I think that's very interesting some mm. good results with that so why would you need that and not estrogen well it's just a different option it's just choice so it's just it? again, again trial and error some people are very sensitive aren't they to yeah some people or... yes yeah, so um I was talking to a girlfriend actually at the weekend and uh, you know we got the subject of turn to HRT as <laughs> yeah. it always seems to do now in my life and she was saying oh, I'm I'm on the estrogen gel the estrogel yes. And she was saying, I, I had patches for a while, but I just couldn't get on with it. And I tried all sorts of different ones over 18 months. And then I met a nurse mm. and I was talking to her about it. And, and she said, you're probably just too sensitive. And she now, she uses just one pump yes. twice a week. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And her life is transformed. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, she's obviously super sensitive. Yeah. But, you've, you know, it, it's this try and error and not giving up and totally. trying to get the yeah, right totally. recipe for you. Isn't it's, it? it's totally right. I mean, I see a lot of women in my clinic who say, oh, I, I don't want HRT because mm. it, it doesn't suit me. I've had side effects. And yeah. then you work out what they've had and it's different. Yeah. And, um, and it's the same. A lot of people really feel that the vaginal oestrogen is HRT. And the problem with also the vaginal oestrogen when you open the packaging, it will talk about it as if it is systemic HRT, so it will talk about risks. Right. And it's it's completely wrong. Why would they do that? Oh, it just drives me mad. It's the it's yeah. the um the regulatory authorities haven't updated their got their their oh. um patient information. So I spend a lot of time so they're then countering so, yes. all the time yeah, the wrong so information that's out there. Mm. But you know, the nice we've spoken about the nice guidance yeah. before, yeah. they're very clear about long term vaginal oestrogen use is mm -hmm. safe yeah. even in women that have had breast cancer in the past yeah. can still have vaginal oestrogen yeah. you know and it's very important you know well as we've heard it's not just about you know not having a dry vagina no. it can be about urinary tract infections yes, which definitely. also again presumably has a link to incontinence yes it can it? do yes and, and so, it, is that stress related incontinence well it can be stress and urge so a lot of women say you know they they, they can't exercise because mm. they're just dribbling um right. it's more common than we realize you know a lot of people find that even going shopping they're constantly looking where the toilets are and yeah. a lot of women when i give them systemic hrt they say gosh i'm not getting up in the night i'm not weighing as frequently you know my pelvic floor is better because we've got estrogen receptors in our pelvic floor as well you can help tone it better these estrogen receptors are just they're, they're, everywhere. they're everywhere they're everywhere aren't they yeah <laughs> you they can think of them like everywhere. spores so, yeah. all over the body so but you know um the menopause is a taboo but urinary incontinence is more of a taboo you know yeah. people don't talk about we it just it's don't so talk about common it. well you only have to see the the rise of the kind of aisles of tenor pads yes, and similar in supermarkets it's it's quite scary and yes. why are we saying hold on a minute let's what let's should we stop do about this. It? What, how can yeah, we treat totally. this let's it's just really not important. say oh go and buy another packet yeah. of expensive no. pads yeah definitely and there's to... so many it's a bit like the menopause you know there's so many different aspects so mm. you know you're 
pelvic tone is really important, doing mm -hmm. pelvic floors from when you're really young, mm -hmm. not waiting until it's too late, right. you know. Yep. If you have children, obviously you've got to be more aware. Mm -hmm. And then with a the decline of oestrogen. So it's looking at yeah. everything, isn't it? It's really important. Yeah. Can we finish by talking just a little bit about sexually transmitted diseases? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about the importance of sex and, and you know, more of older women, you know, perhaps mm. starting new relationships yes. if they've, you know, gone through yeah, divorces yeah. or, you know, changes in relationships or whatever. Um, and obviously not worrying about contraception because if they've periods have stopped... Or they're thinking, thinking they don't need to worry. Or thinking. That's problem. Yes. 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 <laughs> As somebody who had a baby yeah. aged nearly 48, uh, thinking that you didn't need to worry. Um, but, you know, certainly in our 50s and beyond, mm. you know, yes. probably almost certainly not having to worry about contraception. And therefore, you know, do you say to, to a new chap, by the way, yeah. you know, here's a condom? Well, it's important. It's really important um, because, like you say, there's this rise in sexually transmitted infections. So it is, but it's not ideal, is it, to be wearing a condom when you're in your 50s and, you you know, you're not thinking about contraception. But, you know, have, being checked, you mm. know, if you're close enough to your partner that you, that you are having an intimate relationship, then you probably then... should be having a discussion because yeah. things like chlamydia, you don't always have um, symptoms. So, you know, you can be screened, you can be swabbed. There's, you really? Say, so, yeah, you, so, so the guy would go and be swabbed? Yeah, ideally you both should be. Right. You know, well, not you, but, you know, yeah. a woman yeah. and the partner because he doesn't want to catch infections Right, well. so vice versa. So it's, it's sure, both. actually, because it's not just, you know, of course, thinking it's the guys yeah, who got it. Yeah, I know, it's, it's not always the men to blame. Uh, yeah. And, you know, so it is important. And what are the to, symptoms of chlamydia? It really varies. So men can have um, a cystitis type thing, so it can affect their urinary tracts. Um, they can get a bit of discharge, but a lot of men don't have any symptoms, and mm. that's part of the problem. Um, and then women can have symptoms like thrush-like symptoms. Oh, or, gosh, so how on earth know, do you it's disentangle it then? It's very difficult. Do you have to swab for everything and, and get it's everything important. checked? And, and I think also as a doctor, sometimes I'll give a first-line treatment, and then if that doesn't help, then you think... A bit more you know right. so if someone's got symptoms and I think it's related to their menopause vaginal dryness mm. and then they come back and they're still having symptoms yeah well then I would do a thorough examination consider taking swabs and mm. you know try and work out and is chlamydia on the increase it. yeah it is, is yes it? Yeah. and how dangerous is it well it can cause symptoms the big problem is in younger women because it can cause infertility and, right. and because it's not symptomatic for every person I've seen a lot of young women who have then found out when they go for infertility treatment they've had chlamydia and it's too late Gosh. you know so oh so there is a national screening program for under 25s really? but there's been as I'm sure you know there's big cuts to sexual health services yeah. so you know the screening isn't as good because women don't know where to go it's quite mm. hard to you know, you can self-swab and send them off, but oh, it's can you? Okay. Mm, but it's still it's it's a big problem because all yeah. these services, which are so important, sure. are getting cut. Yeah, um, but of course, the in the long reasons. run, they would save money in the longer term because you know infertility treatment is so expensive yeah, and heartbreaking. Totally to have to go yeah, through, yeah. and if you could you know cure that with a simple screening program in your then it, mid twenties, yeah. then. Yes, I know. Oh, gosh. And then things like, do you still see syphilis, gonorrhea, you know, yes, these names that we know little, from yes, the I know. past? What's, I know, what's and there's little there? spikes. They are, there is a bit on the increase is as there? well. Yeah, yeah. So, and how um, do we know about that? 
Um, again, you need to, you know, you've got to be swabbed. You've got to be swabbed, yeah. So I think anyone who has... So you don't suddenly sort of go all green and pussy. No, it's no. not an obvious thing. No, no, not at all. So I think anyone who's who thinks they've got thrush and hasn't been tested properly really should be tested. And anyone who's really? got any symptoms where they just don't feel quite right, it's just really important. Mm. But it's hard, you know, it's hard for people to talk about these things. Sure. I mean, it's great you're talking about it today. Well, I'm but... finding it easier with your help. Yeah, <laughs> It's, but it's also healthcare professionals are sometimes embarrassed and to talk about it, which doesn't help, you no. know. So that's can be a problem. And in, in older life as well. Yes, it's very important. And it's also, I know we've only touched on vaginal dryness because you've spoken before, but there's a lot of healthcare professionals say to me, well, I won't ask a lady about vaginal dryness unless she's sexually active. And I'm saying, but what about all these ladies that can't sit down and yeah. scratching, itching all night or yeah. up in the toilet like we've yeah. talked about yeah, yeah, yeah. in the night It's nighttime. not just about sexual it's health. It's not just it? about sexual health. So mm. we need to be more liberated in how we discuss and help, mm. you know, women and men because it has a big impact. Well, brilliant. Well, thank you so much. As always, you are just <laughs> such a wonderful um, mine of information and we will put lots of information on our website linking to yours. Thank so, you. So menopausedoctor.co.uk. Yeah. And you know what I love about your website is there's just so much very practical, sensible information. Oh, thank you. And not only for, for women and for you know families to look at, but also for healthcare mm. professionals. And I think that's one of the most important parts. Mm. Well, it's not the most important because the human side is obviously clearly important, but it's so important that we can educate oh, totally. medics Definitely. and you know doctors like you who went through medical school had no training yeah, on perimenopause menopause yeah. can go to you know a doctor accredited mm. website and you were saying about patient leaflets you know not being updated because yes, they haven't been reprinted you've got old stock the great thing about online we is that it, so it can go overnight mm. there's a new study there's a new piece of mm. research so thank you thank on you, behalf Liz. of thank so you. many of my listeners thank you for all that you do you are truly brilliant well that is literally it for today but be sure to tune in next time because we will be having part three of our pelvic health series and this is going to be slightly different i'm going to be talking to nurse ali dilks about an exciting new laser treatment or treatments that can potentially help with things like we've been talking about today incontinence vaginal dryness and other ailments down under and i'm not talking about the western australian cream either uh, now as always you'll find details of the resources and links that we've mentioned in today's show over on lizardwellbeing.com you can sign up to the free newsletter you'll get recipes well-being wisdom no pictures of chlamydia i promise and behind the scenes treats don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app this will ensure the next episode is downloaded safely without you even having to remember and if you'd like, I would love it if you could find a moment to leave a review as it does help other potential listeners to find the show. And, you know, some of the great things, I've seen a lot of feedback on our website and Instagram and Facebook and all of those things just to say that how useful these podcasts are as a way of sharing information safely and kind of almost anonymously with our girlfriends and other women who we think might benefit from it because you can just send them a quick link and they can take a listen in the comfort and privacy of their own home to find the help they need. So until the next time we chat, go well. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.